your turn to... Oh, is it for me? Consider yourself fired. Why are you winking at me? Consider yourself fired. Hello, and welcome to the JT and Drew Show. I'm JT. And I'm Drew. And we're two nobodies talking about nothing. Nothing. Consider yourself fired. Hey, buddy. Welcome back. It's yeah. a long time no see. Oh my goodness, it, it has. It's It's been a busy uh, holiday season, that's for sure. You are not lying. How was um, how was the holidays, man, for you? I uh, I think I'm just now catching up on my sleep. Oh, uh, geez. But, but yeah, it was pretty good. You know, we went, uh, got to spend some time with the wife's family, uh, spent some time with my family and uh, the nieces, nephews, all that stuff, and finally getting some time to just relax at home and uh you know just just enjoying it that's great man that's awesome i'm glad to hear it. i'm glad you got to see your nieces and nephews man yeah yeah it had been quite a while um they're they're still very full of energy good um but you know i i find that visiting and seeing them in uh, short Amounts of time, short bursts or what have you is great because then I can give them back to my brother and then he's got to deal with them. <laughs> Just load them up with sugar. <clears throat> sugar, coffee, I don't know. We will, we're we experimenting. What was that story you were telling me earlier about the, uh, the hot chip? Oh, yes. So it might have been a, a couple years ago. My brother and I did the ghost pepper. Uh, we challenged each other and see who could last the longest. And okay. That that thing is very hot. Not going to downplay that at all. <laughs> um, it, it makes like instant saliva. And it's not just like you're drooling. It's like somebody turned a faucet on and you've got puddles just coming out of your mouth. <clears throat> oh, God. Well, this year he decided to buy... They make a like a ghost pepper chip. Looks like a Dorito, like a tortilla chip. Oh, no. So he bought uh, little bags of these chips, and I, I still can't taste a whole lot right now from the COVID. Right, but um, still, huh? The yeah, still. But the the flavor of these chips isn't that great, from what I could tell. But they are very hot as well. Not as hot as the pepper, straight up. Okay. But they they still have their own level of spiciness. Yeah. Well. Um, my stepdad seemed a little interested and if he wasn't, I was trying to get him to be and, um, you know, gave him my experience straightforward. Let him know, you know, they're hot, but they're not like stupid hot. Okay. So he took one, he ate it and he's a pretty big dude. You know, he's gosh, I don't know, maybe like six foot. Oh yeah. Big burly man, lumberjack, redhead. Big uh, CZ top beard, almost. Yeah, yeah, definitely not and, a uh, <clears throat> definitely not a person that would say, you know, get away from me, lucky charms. But you know, almost. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, after eating this chip, he starts making a few uh, funny grimaces or, or faces. Uh-huh. And I see him go to the kitchen, and he comes back with a glass of milk. And he must have done that four times or so. <laughs> And his face was about as red as his hair. Oh. And uh, we we all agreed the chip f- 
flavor, not very good. Right. You know, it's not tasty. Um, but yes, very hot. The intensity hot. is pretty, pretty good. And, yeah. and did you give said bite to niece or nephew? Well, <clears throat> if you know me, and for those of you that don't know me, um, <clears throat> you should know him. You're, you're learning, uh, learning throughout this season or, or next that, um, I'm all about building character. I think character is really important. Agreed. And, uh, you know, this this young lady, this niece of mine, she's, what, six or seven? It's a good and age. And I thought this was a great opportunity, a great mentor moment to help build some character. So I asked her if she would like a bite. <clears throat> and her daddy tried to convince her not to and not to trust me. I convinced her otherwise. There you go. And uh, I don't know if she'll ever trust me again. Hey, you know, building character. Yeah, exactly. She will hopefully forever remember that life lesson, whatever it is. <laughs> That's great, man. Oh, poor thing. But, uh, but how about her. you guys? What did, what would y'all get into? Oh, no, not much, man. We um, <clears throat> started the holidays off sick. Uh, my oldest... Got everybody sick uh, just before the holidays. So uh, the future in-laws were brought everything over. And uh, it's funny because we hadn't, we were getting everything ready to have a nice Christmas, have a nice Christmas morning and all that. Yeah. And uh, so things were kind of like, moved around a little bit and it was not the cleanest but it wasn't like super dirty but it wasn't the cleanest and uh they just walked in i was like oh hey <laughs> whoops so were you expecting them or no. they just showed up yeah oh. no we were totally expecting to uh run over there in the morning and just kind of do like a like a christmas thing and then you know last mm-hmm. minute plans <coughs> happen and couldn't do it and then of course we were actually getting sick and so we just said the hoot with it they brought everything over and we still had our christmas morning which was great it was mm-hmm. wonderful so well good got all the kids something <coughs> and just make sure that the kids called and said thank you and yeah um and uh my grandparents uh or my granddad and his wife I had to meet them about halfway between here and the Metroplex and mm-hmm. to pick up the kids' stuff. Uh, Chris, uh, of course, I got them things for Christmas. And it was a great combobble on that. And, you know, as we were calling people to thanks, you, you find out that things happen in the family and not everybody had a great Christmas. And you just oh, uh, no. you feel terrible. Uh, I'm not going to go into detail, but, you know. Uh, no drama or anything, just, you know, things happen. But, you know, uh, we recently just came back from a trip from my folks. Uh, we had, we finally had our Christmas late, but mm-hmm. we had our Christmas and, um, just an am- amazing time to spend with my brother. My brother was actually a lot more talkative than normal. And, um, yeah. And so hung out with, you know, my dad and my mom and all that. And then we wake up the morning we're supposed to leave and the baby just, you know, projectile vomits everywhere. And 
I've seen videos like that, man. <laughs> yeah, and it wasn't just once. You know, it was probably four, four or five. Oh times. man! And I'm I'm sitting here trying to catch it, you know, as it's coming out because I'm like, don't get it on the bed, but there's nothing I can do. So, oh, <clears throat> yeah. So we did that. Um. Oh, oh, I yeah. forgot to tell you. What's up? Sorry, the the projectile vomit made me think of it. I'm laying in bed. Yeah. I've got Luna in bed. Oh no. This is this is in the morning time. They've oh, been outside, they're back inside. Okay. And she's kind of nestled up in my arm. The missus is taking a shower. Uh-huh. All of a sudden my arm gets really warm really fast. Oh no. So I'm like, "Oh. What what, what is that?" And Luna loves to be under the covers, so I uh-huh. had to pull back the covers and found vomit running down my arm. Oh, no. On the sheets. And it wasn't regular vomit. She had eaten poop. Luna doesn't normally do that. So this was poopy vomit. And from what I was told, because, again, my sniffer ain't working so well these days. Yeah. It was uh, demonic. <laughs> so thank God for um, mattress covers. And COVID. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> but tell me why. So I took the sheet off and everything, and I took it over to the tub because I was like, oh, this needs to be rinsed before I wash it. Yeah. But tell me why. I can't smell, but I'm still sitting there gagging, just looking at it. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's all mental at that point. Yeah, man. Oh, ugh. it's all yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so we get home, and uh, you know, uh, we're thinking, oh, hey, the baby's got a a bug. Come to find out, she can't have formula anymore. So that was mm. it. That was the only thing. Because um, I was discussing it with uh, uh, my significant other, and we were. Trying to figure out what it is, what it isn't. Well, she apparently called the doctor today, and I didn't know. And they were like, yeah, she's not supposed to have formula anymore. She's supposed to have regular milk. Oh. Yeah, that would make sense. You know, of course, I have to go back through my time frames. And, hey, hey, listen. Yeah. 11 years ago was was a long time ago. Yeah. So I've had a couple of naps since then. Well, hey, um, shout out to your brother. Noticed yeah. that uh, he recently liked and subscribed to the show's Facebook page. Did he really? Yes, sir. That salsa, you know? What the heck's wrong yeah. with him? Yeah. I don't know if he's um, unsubscribed since then, but I, I just noticed recently I, that he's subscribed. He'll probably unsubscribe here in a little bit. Well, that's great, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't hate him even more. And for those of you listening... Which I don't. That's a joke. Be sure to become a fan of Elsie the Cow on Facebook. Borden Dutch Chocolate Milk. Oh, my God. <laughs> we are not sponsored by them. Not yet. Not yet. Borden, if you're listening, I like your chocolate milk. Oh, my gosh. This guy right here, I, he's a big uh, Borden's Chocolate Milk drinker, mm, especially when milk. it comes to... Uh, Donuts. Oh, 
Yes, sir. I'm telling you, man, you missed your calling. You should have been a cop. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I almost was. Oh, yeah, I know. We've had this discussion plenty of times. Yep. And, you know, it's the, uh, it's getting past the, the, the beginner stage, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, but hey, I actually had something I wanted to talk about. I know we just did this, yeah. uh, intro on catching up and whatnot, and it's really good to see your face. Um, Thank but you. I have a discussion that maybe or maybe not you might be into. I'm not a hundred percent. We'll figure it out. Okay. But radios and not AM FM. I'm talking like the little walkie talkies you get at Walmart or. Ah, yes. Radios. CB radios, which if you don't know what that is, that's citizen band radio. Uh, that's what the truckers, you know, on uh, bandit smoking and the bandit. Yeah, CB used to um, used to be a pretty big thing. Yeah, yeah, man, used to. And then there's um, another one called ham radio or amateur radio mm-hmm. um, that you need a license for. Uh, GMRS <laughs> on the Walmart one, a little FRS GMRS radios. Technically, you're supposed to have a license for those, but a lot of people don't. So. Uh, but I wanted to know if you wanted to talk about that. Yeah, let's uh, let's dig into that. That's a a very large topic. Um, very large. But we're gonna. I think we can skim the top. We're gonna just keep on topic for just uh, for a little bit. So yeah. <clears throat> All right, man. Let's get into it. Yep. Let's do it. <clears throat> so, I guess what 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 are the different categories? We can start with that maybe. So, I mean, there's, okay, so the th- three three categories for me, um, and, and I would love to have a discussion with our listeners, if anyone has any more, gets in a little bit more detail than what we're fixing to get into, but you have your, um, your handheld walkie-talkies, uh, which is FRS, GMRS, and then you would have your citizen band, which currently, as of this recording... I haven't seen them come out on FM yet, but they're supposed to. Most of it's AM. Uh, and then those go into like the upper and lower side bands. And then you have uh, ham radio or amateur radio, which does like short wave and long wave. And a really cool thing about that is moon bouncing, uh, what some people do. And now, that's r- real hang quick. On, <coughs> hang on. Hang on. Moon and what's really. <laughs> hang on. Um, when we get into uh, ham radio, amateur radio, that's also where Morse code comes in, and that's Ooh. a big that's a big selling point for for that as well. You do not have to know Morse code now, but you can still get your license and then learn it and do it. Go ahead, move bouncing. Let's go. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, I did see that somebody had mentioned that they could. Well, maybe not moon bounce, but talk to the um, International Space Station with a GMRS radio. Mm, I know the I know the ISS has a ham radio on board, and they do talk to folks. I don't know about a GMRS one. Yeah, that's what I read. Um, could be bad information, but I thought it was really neat. Yeah, that is pretty neat, though. So, what's that in your hand? 
so going back in time, do you really want to know? <laughs> <clears throat> this is a Baofeng dual band FM transceiver. What model? This is the UV5R V2 Plus. Oh, okay. So that's the 5R. That is a what kind of radio? This is a ham radio. Oh, my gosh. That is amazing. So this was actually a pretty good topic to bring up. It sure was. Okay. Who got you into radios? It's like my ears were burning on your head. Um, <clears throat> I'd say here recently, you've really got me into it more so. Oh, there you um, go, there you go. You know, there, there's always been a little bit of interest, but uh, yeah, getting into it, like getting into the, the weeds of it, right? Mm-hmm. Understanding what you're doing, not just like you said in the beginning, like going to Walmart, pick up a set of walkie-talkies and... Uh, you know, having those for a camping trip or a road trip or yeah, whatever. Very basic, which is fine. Nothing wrong with that. But um, we've all done it. And I think that's kind of how a lot of us get into it. Yeah. And, and being able to understand more of the behind the scenes stuff, how it actually works, uh, I think is, is pretty neat because then you can manipulate it more and get it to do what you're wanting to do. Or you, know, you can manipulate what you want it i'm sorry what you you can manipulate what you want to do in order for it to do what you want it to do yes yep <clears throat> so but you can't manipulate the radio you just got to change your scenery hey man it's uh your world i'm just living in it don't but um tell grandma. <laughs> don't tease me with a good time but um but yeah so <clears throat> all that being said what what is I guess the difference between FRS and and GMRS, because you were mentioning you need a license. Yeah, so, I mean, according to the FCC, you've got to have a license for the GMRS channels. So those little walkie-talkies that you get at Walmart and whatnot, Mm -hmm. there's two different types of channels. There's FRS, which is uh, family channel. It's it stands for some of their acronyms. It's like family radio service or something. Yeah, and then you have GMRS, which is it stands for something. It's an acronym. General Mobile Radio Service, something like that. Yeah, something like that. Um, thanks for googling that. But with the FRS, and a lot of this may have changed, but I believe you can go. I think it's up to two watts on a call out. Uh, but with GMRS, you can go up to, uh, on a little handheld, um, and this is what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about like a mobile set. I'm not talking about anything like that, but just like a little handheld, it usually, usually will go up to five watts. And, you know, you start talking about stuff like this and you can just see people's eyes glaze over like, what is this? And the, the way it was dumbed down to me which it's not a hundred percent because it all depends on the terrain and whatnot but figure a watt as a mile so if you have five watts you can go up to five miles you've got 10 watts you can go up to 10 miles which again is that's not a hundred percent accurate but it's you know if somebody's trying to get into it and they're trying to understand how electric uh, the the electric components work it's a an easy way to remember it. Now, I have, and I think we've discussed this in previous podcasts. I don't know if it ever made it, but uh, I have CB. 
a citizen band radio in my vehicle that I drive. And I absolutely love it as far as the communication. So, like, on the way back from uh, the Metroplex when we were coming back here, there was a uh, really bad wreck on the highway, and the highway shut down. So I just flipped on my CB, uh, did a little call out, which it's literally just, you know, you break into a conversation or you break into um, what's happening and just say, you speak normal English, like break, break, hey, does anybody know what's going on? Or you can just chime in, does anybody know what's going on here? And people on the radio are, some are nice, some are not. A lot of them are. A lot of them are nice, but usually get some that aren't, which will kind of push you away from being on the radio. But there was a constant communication while the whole highway was backed up. How far is this? What exit are we getting off on and everything? And myself and others would chime in. Hey, you're getting off here. You go down a little bit or you can go through town, you know, be a little quicker and easier. Yeah, that's really cool. It's uh <clears throat> and it's on it's like right then and there people know. Yeah. Yeah, a great way to communicate uh like you said accidents, weather, road conditions. Yes. Uh, any and, any of that information. And even if you don't communicate, you know, you you could just listen in, you can just chime or you can just just listen as people talk. If you don't oh, want to yeah. talk to anybody, <clears throat> you can just listen. Yeah. But with most of these radios nowadays, they all have NOAA. And you can set your radio to like an alert mm-hmm. where if you're going through somewhere and there's an, a weather alert that pops up, your radio, as long as it's on, will automatically flip over to NOAA and be like, hey, you need to be advised. And that may, you may either be behind the storm or in front of the storm, whatever you can take shelter if you're in front of it. Um, or you can just kind of hold back and, hey, let me go to this rest stop or whatever and just kind of wait the storm to move up a little bit. Because mm-hmm. lately, there's been really weird weather, especially in the southern portion of America, with tornadoes. Yeah. Tornadoes in December. Like, um, that is completely insane. That's not a normal tornado season. No, yeah, not at all. And if you have capabilities of picking up NOAA weather you know that there you go you 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 are already ahead of the curve take well, park, right and park your and vehicle pull up your phone and track the weather right or even if you're in an area where you're not getting cell reception or it's spotty you know you can turn on your cb and if it's picking up those waves you, know, you can get your NOAA alerts or you can communicate with somebody else on the road like you were saying and um, I know sometimes when we're traveling to visit the wife's family, <clears throat> there are short areas on the road there where, yeah, cell signal drops to nothing. Oh, yeah. But I've been able to communicate through the CB, you know. So, I mean, it's kind of, it's neat to have both. You know, some people may make the argument, well, we have cell phones, we don't need that now. Okay, but, you know, they, they do come in handy when your cell phones aren't usable. Right. Or like when I go drop the kids off um, to go see their mom. I mean, it's been a while since I've done this. But if I'm going from here towards the San Antonio area, say, or Houston, 
there's a huge amount of area where I have no cell service. Uh-huh. And my only communication is if anyone has a CB. You know? Yeah. And, and a lot of times in between those little country roads that you get before you get to the highways, nobody's got one. Yeah. So. Every now and then you'll get somebody who has a base station. Oh, yeah. See? And that's another C. And all I'm sitting here for GMRS, I'm talking about walkie-talkie, CB, yeah. I'm just <clears throat> the mobile stuff that you throw in your yeah. truck or your car. I've had a CB radio in every single vehicle I've ever owned. Yeah. And they're, the radio itself is 40 bucks at Walmart, and if they don't have it on the shelf, you can order it and they'll get it to you. And start with that. It's it's called it's the name brand is Cobra. It's a really good radio for yep. what it is. Mm-hmm. They've got the little fifteen dollar antennas that you can stick through your trunk, and you can hook it up to your vehicle. And well, so sure, I, you can still do the magnetic mount too. No, yeah, that's what I'm saying. The magnetic on your trunk. Oh yeah, yeah. And just kind of go up because that's all. That's how I always had it set up. Now, digging into it even more. Uh, than what I was doing when I was like, oh, hey, I'll just have a CB, you know? Yeah. Um, tuning your antenna. I didn't even know that was a thing until yeah. more recently. Well, I remember when, when I got my first set up there and we were doing range tests and whatnot just to kind of see in the me? city. Yep, you and me. Oh, yeah. And I had my, my Walmart magnetic mount antenna, my little Cobra 19 radio, in my car, and I think we had hit, at one point, had hit like up to 18, 19 miles, something like that. Yeah. yeah it was, Just with uh, that little setup. It wasn't anything stupid, crazy, oh, I spent several hundred dollars or anything. I think all in all, it was about 55, maybe 60 bucks. Yeah. Yeah, it, it <clears> wasn't. <throat> it's not a bad, not a bad thing at all. Not a bad thing. Um, moving back into the FRS GMRS, um, yes. like you were saying, the FRS channels, um, or not channels necessarily, but the FRS radios, um, are, are built in a way where they're very limited, right? So maybe they don't let you modify the radio so much. So right. then you're not getting as much power and all that kind of thing. So you're getting the two Watts. Yeah, uh, like you were saying. So, I mean, it's still a good radio if you're going camping or, you know, I mean, you and your partner or you and your party, whatever, aren't going to be that far from each other. They're going to come in handy. They're going to be great. They sure um, will. The GMRS, you can modify a little bit more, but yeah, standardly, they're only going to be putting out about five watts. Yep. So instead of, you know, getting a half mile, maybe you're going to get, depending on the terrain. Yeah. They, you know, they say on the box, go up to 36 miles. Yeah, if you're in Arizona and it's flat, or if you're in Kansas and somebody's on one hill and the other person's on the other and there's nothing but crops in between you, yeah, okay, yeah, maybe. But mm-hmm. if you're in the woods or you're in a national park and you've got mountains and you've got this, okay, you're probably only going to get a mile, two miles, maybe, on a GMRS. Right, or even in the city you know, or yeah. in a neighborhood. Or <clears throat> exactly. Um, what I think radios uh i don't know if they're really coming back i think i think people have peaked interests in them sure um i don't think a lot of people are pulling the triggers but i think radios are 
just a really good way to just keep communication up and going. I know we've referenced this before, but snowpocalypse, you know, if your power, if the power grid goes down and you don't have cell towers, because I remember when, here we didn't, we didn't, I didn't have cell towers. Mm. Um, I still had the capability of making a phone call if I needed to, right. but it was, it was very choppy. So, well, and, uh, and not to mention in that same kind of scenario, you know, if you get a radio and you, you know, you practice, you get familiar with it, you're comfortable using it, you know, you don't know if there's other people in your community that are also on the radios and you can yeah start kind of making those connections, friendships, whatever you want to call them. Uh, I know when we were doing CB out here, we were doing that initially and there was a, a you know small group of people that we could talk to regularly or we'd hear them on the radio and um you know you make those connections and and who knows what can come of that you know maybe uh you need a favor one day or they need a favor or they have information that they're able to share or, or whatever the case but you yeah. you have those people in your community that you establish some kind of relationship with that you could lean on if you needed it yeah uh, and, uh, what's really nice is, uh, when the stores didn't have anything like mm-hmm. toilet paper, you'd hop on the CB and those guys on that channel would be like, Hey, I just got it out of, I don't know, HEB or United or, you know, market street Albertsons or whatever. And they say they got, they just got some in and you would see the parking lot full of just whips, just antennas yeah. on top of trucks or cars and. You know, if if you didn't have that line of communication, you wouldn't know. Again, mm-hmm. you get one, and you you can talk or you don't have to talk, but you know, just listen and right. And some people I've seen they'll get radios hand, handhelds, and they'll um, they'll hook them up to be kind of like a little base station in their house. You know, modify the antenna or what have you, so that it can pick up receive better but they won't necessarily use them to transmit they're just like you said just listening yeah you know whether they're listening to their local fire department or police department or or local uh if the city has like an emergency preparedness channel or whatever the case just to get that information and be aware exactly yeah and i know your city does but mine does not in the topic of radios, you know, we've covered two and we've nerded out on two. Yeah. So, but I would like to plug real quick. Yeah. Throw a plug out there for the, uh, for anybody that's interested. We just picked up a couple of, um, anybody that's interested in GMRS. We just picked up a couple of Baofeng UV five G radios, which Mm -hmm. are their, Strictly GMRS radios. Yes. So, again, you do need a license, according to the FCC, um, but it it isn't going to get you in any trouble necessarily. You know, oops, I pushed the button and I'm talking on a ham frequency, and I'm not supposed to be. These radios will only transmit over the GMRS channels. Correct. So you can now, program them still and, and listen in on the other ones. But um, but I know we're pretty excited to try them out, and uh, maybe in a in a few weeks here, 
we can do a little quick review or, or what have you. What has our experience been with them? Yeah, but, I'd like uh, to see if we can hit some repeaters. Ooh, yeah, that's another good quick thing we can dive into. Repeaters? Yeah. I think so. Yeah, w- w- repeaters are great. So if you're ever driving on the highway or on the road or anything and you see those big cell towers or whatnot, mm-hmm. usually a ham or a GMR- GMRS guy or town, whoever is running it, may throw a little antenna up there and push out a repeater. A lot of repeaters are private, so you have to get a hold of the person uh, that's got it. But some of them aren't. Some of them are are public one, and you can key in the radio frequency that that repeater's on, and you can cue it, which just means you just hit that push to talk button. You can cue it up and see if you can hit it. I think for us, there's one forty five miles to the east. You and I are gonna try and yeah. Because that one's a private one. There's one in my town, which we got to get a hold of that guy. Uh, all the ones around here are all private. So we have to communicate. We have to, you know, email or call or, you know, however they have their communication mm-hmm. set up and just say, hey, we'd like to hit it just to see if we can hit it, you know, and maybe we could possibly get them to, hey, can we use your repeater so we can talk on it? And a repeater. So, yeah, go ahead. No, you were diving right into it okay well i was gonna say a repeater is just a box that just displays a radio frequency that is attached to an antenna that it's what it says it's a repeater it just you talk to the repeater and then the repeater literally repeats what you said but it'll go out to 100 miles or 200 miles depending on how how um how many watts it is so instead of talking radio to radio you're talking to the repeater. The repeater sends out your message. The other radio can receive it. Correct. And then they can transmit back to the repeater. It'll send the message out and you can receive it. Exactly. Now, again, with the radio, it's not like, uh, oh, it's a private conversation. You've got to watch what you say because people are just tuned into those repeaters just to make sure nobody's doing anything illegal on them. Right. But it's pretty cool, and and the idea that, you know, you can take a radio that may be in the city or the woods, like you were saying, you might be able to transmit from radio to radio about a mile. Mm-hmm. But then when you're hitting these repeaters, you know, you might be able to talk 50, 60, 90, 100, who knows how many miles, depending on the, you know, the weather conditions, the terrain, all that stuff. Right. But being able to hit that tower, hit that antenna, and then have that message go out to whoever on the other end. And uh, it's just neat to me. Oh, it is. And, you know, in this going to, we can segue into the next radio topic, which would be amateur and ham radios. Uh, these guys hit repeaters all the time. There's ham or amateur radio repeaters everywhere, all across the country. And what's really cool about it is amateur radio is now diving into the digital world. When I say it's now, they've been doing it for five years, ten years, something like that. But there was, and you you can YouTube it, there was a guy in California who was talking to another guy in New York State. I don't know if he was in the city or if he was in the state. 
but just pinging off of these digital tower repeaters, they literally could have a communication. Now, you and me are going to understand this, but it was just like the MWR phone calls that you used to get out in deployments. So you would talk, and then you'd wait a few seconds. <laughs> yeah. And then you'd hear the response, and then you had to... <laughs> so it's not like a, hey, how's it going? Oh, good, how are you? It's not that conversation. It's, hey, how's it going? Yeah, we're doing good over here. Oh, okay, great. That's good to hear from you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but still, and and again, to reiterate, yes, you know, cell phones, we can do all this stuff now. I could call New York from where I'm at or California or who, whoever. But in the event, whether it's due to natural disaster, just crazy weather conditions, uh, terrorist attack, uh, anything, those cell towers go down or you're in an area where you can't because the you don't have the coverage or whatever. These are other means to communicate. Communicate with the outside world with outside of, you know, your four walls that you have. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> there have been times so. I read about <clears throat> where, and I'm not recommending or not, not recommending, but there have been times where folks that have had the radios, whether it's GMRS or ham and they've been listening to emergency broadcasts or police or fire and maybe they pick up something that's close to them and they've been able to chime in and help out the local authorities yeah and let them know oh hey you know i saw what you're looking for went that way or whatever the case is and they were able to help them you know get whatever they needed to get done done exactly and that yeah and you you can do that um one of the nice things, I guess, about walkie-talkie or radio communication or whatever, for all of it, I mean, this is everything that requires a license, so GMRS and amateur, if you are in a, an emergency situation, it does not matter. If you if natural disaster, human disaster, whatever it is, if you are in an emergency situation in you do not have a cell phone or there's no cell service or there's no power, no whatever. And you can click into like these communication towers, uh, repeater towers, or if it's just a radio to radio communication, whether you have a license or not, you can push to talk, break the communication up and say, I have an emergency. This is what's going on. And I guarantee you 99.9% of the time, those radio guys are going to be right there to help you. License or not, they're not going to ask for your call sign if you say this is an emergency, because they, these guys, have plans in place to communicate with people who don't have license, who may just have the radio and oh, okay, I understand, uh, radio lingo, but I've never done it before, so you know, or I've never touched a radio in my entire life and I don't really know what I'm doing, but I just got to keep hitting this button and somebody will hear me mm-hmm. so you know they they have they have the scenarios for all this stuff that that is that happens so uh used to back in the day which is what i really wanted to get into but I, they don't have it anymore is um the uh what was that 
not Red Cross. Was it Red Cross? I think it was Red Cross. Used to have um, teams of ham radios guys that would go out to the natural. Like if you got hit by a tornado or if you got hit with a hurricane like Katrina. Katrina was a really big one. Where these ham guys would go out just like just after the storm would pass and they would set up their mobile towers and they would just... Hey, we need help over here. Hey, this over here needs help. Hey, this over And those are the behind-the-scene guys. They don't get any glory. Yeah, people don't realize, um, you know, how important being able to communicate is and, until you lose the uh, the accessibility to it. Yep. So, and there's, um, again, you can Google it. There's um, radio communications from... Uh, ham radio guys that stayed during Katrina uh, I think it was in New Orleans and I think it's like an hour video but it they go through every segment of what ham radios were doing t- for the communities and one of them really stuck out to me which was they were calling the ham guys were calling the police on the ham radios and saying you need to get over to this place because these people are breaking into this hospital Oh yeah. <clears throat> so and the, and that one was pretty good. It's, I think it's like a fifteen minute segment of that whole hour. But just to nope, the glass is breaking. Nope, this is this is happening. This is happening. And they're communicating. And they're like, okay, we've got troopers five minutes out or whatever. Yeah. And these guys are just <clears throat> communicating what's happening to the police station, um, in real time. Yeah, I, I would say or I would recommend anybody that's interested, um. You know, do do your research. Obviously, figure out what what you want to get. Um, educate yourself. Look at the licensing requirements. Look at the lingo. Look at the uh, just everything and anything. There's tons and tons of information out there. Uh, forums, websites. Uh, I mean, there's no shortage of information on FRS, GMRS, HAM. There's even MERS. Um, yeah, which everything that I've, the vibes that I've gotten from that is just kind of like, yeah, whatever. They're like the step headed, step redheaded stepchild. <clears throat> yeah. But I mean, th- there's all kinds of information out there. CB, all that. Yes. Um, do your research on it. See if it's something you're interested in. If, if you are, I would highly recommend just go for it. Uh, again, there's really, really cheap, uh, intro ways to get into it without you know breaking the bank or you know making a a huge commitment or what have you um and and you know see even google see if there's any uh folks in your community or clubs or whatever that you might get into or talk to or pick people's brains or send us an email or whatever we'd be more than happy to to share with you or talk to you or take questions or you know whatever we can do yeah, or, or help you with your research and, you know, which mm-hmm. rabbit hole to go down and which one not to. Yeah. So it's uh, it's it's fun, it's expensive, and if stuff like that interests you, it's really super addicting. Well, yeah, I, I would say it can get expensive over time, sure. Yeah, sure can. Entry level... Not too you, bad. Yeah, you really shouldn't be spending more. Like we already touched on the topic for CBs, like 30, 40 bucks. 
these ones that we just bought for the uh, GMRS. They're about 30 bucks a piece. So, you know, it, it, it can be pretty inexpensive if you're just wanting to get your feet wet. Yep. Nothing out there says that, well, in order to, you know, go 300 miles or 100 miles longer, whatever, you need to spend $1,000 on a radio or $500 or this or that. No. Yeah. You don't need to do any of that. Nope. It can be just as expensive as you want it to be. Yep. But people are going to tell you, hey, this brand works better than this brand. You know, Gazoo is better than Pioneer or, you know, whoever. Mm-hmm. And make your own make your own assessment, whatever works. Uh, yep. Uh, for us, Baofeng, because we're dipping our toes in, our, is the way we want to go right now. Yeah, we're dipping our toes in. We've done a buttload of research, and uh, I mean, there, there's so many accessories already in that market, um, and you've had some previous experience with Baofeng, so. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've got, uh, <clears throat> I've had three Baofeng radios, uh, mm-hmm. two of the U5Rs, and I have a HP8P, um, and, you know, I just... What was really cool for me when I was first stepping in and I only had my little, I only had the one U5R, um, there were some bad storms in our area, really bad storms. And there was these guys, I'm listening to the ham, uh, the amateur radio frequencies, and they're in a town about 20 miles north of us or... I don't I don't remember. They weren't that far away. And um they're in a mobile unit and they're talking back to um Noah, which is uh a town ninety miles south of where we're at now. So the main headquarters. So they're twenty miles north of me talking to a town ninety miles south of me and everybody's in a I mean they're all they're all hitting the repeater towers, so just so they could get that distance. Yeah. But <laughs> what had happened is a little tornado kind of came through this little town, not a big one. I think it was an uh, EF zero or whatever, but it was you know still a tornado, and I guess they were new to it. You know, kind of like oh hey, we got our license, we've got our certifications for this. You know, we were gonna try it out we're on call so they're going out and they're uh calling back to noah hey this is what's going on in this town and all of, all of a sudden you just hear ah, oh no oh, please don't oh. Oh, <laughs> and man. i was like oh no what happened what well uh a tree had went through the windshield and oh, so you man. heard the glass break and these guys were, they were scared. So, but then they composed themselves, got back on the radio and communicated that back through to Noah. And I'm not kid you, two minutes later, it's on the news because I'm watching the news at the same time. Oh, wow. So I was getting what was happening in a, that small town. And then the meteorologist came on the news saying, hey, we just had a twister go through this town here. And, uh. So just make sure that you're, you know, hunkering down and whatever. Yeah, they were able to, to relay that vital information. Yes, yeah. 
And there was, and I'm I'm not kidding you, and you're gonna laugh at this, but <laughs> Noah did come back with radio discipline. No way. Yeah. <laughs> radio wow. discipline. Yeah. Radio discipline, even in the middle of a tornado. Yeah. Well, you know when glass is shattering and all that, yeah. you still got to have your composure. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, but uh, you know, I they believe the only thing, the only reason they said radio discipline is because they were cussing. So, oh, okay. Well, you know, <laughs> but I think for me, like storm chasing, that would be really super cool. Oh, I yeah. would, I would be the communications guy on that. Yeah, I think that would be very interesting. So, but that's just me. Anywho, well, <sighs> great topic. Uh, I know yeah. we nerded out for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, you know, still we just barely scratched the surface on oh. on all this stuff. I again, if you're interested, there's tons of information out there. Give please, us a shout, please. Yeah, let us know. Research it. We'll research it. Whatever. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, I know we're very excited to kind of teach ourselves and get a little bit deeper into this world and. Yep. And whatnot, this world of communications. <clears throat> exactly, yeah. And uh, if we hear you out there, we'll definitely uh, give you a shout-out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> As always, we'd like to say thank you for stopping by and listening to the podcast. Yeah, we realized that uh, you could have been doing anything uh, way more productive, but you chose to waste your time with us. We look forward to talking about absolutely nothing with you next time. If you have any questions or topics you'd like us to cover, please email us at jtandrewshow at gmail.com or visit our Facebook page at www.facebook.com slash jtdrewshow.